0: 30 a.m. on a Saturday here in California.
1: I'm pretty sure Emily took like eight shots of espresso because she's just you're on ten right now
0: um, with the energy. You know, I always say early bird gets the worm. I actually never say that.
1: I was I was about to say this is the first time I've ever heard you <laughs> ever say that phrase. So
0: no, but uh, you know, I got about three hours of sleep and no. Two, three and a half hours of sleep. No. Um, You're going
1: to crash at some point. I'm just letting you know that, that like that's how life's going to work. You can't just sleep three hours and then like live life unless you have a lot of coffee in between. Anyway, what's up, you guys? Like we said, it's your girl's E&K, and we're going to talk about our MVP. Our MVP is one of my alumni from Syracuse, and that is former Vice President Joe Biden, still Vice President in my heart because he's just awesome, and the reason he is the MVP of today is because he said that he would fight Trump, which I think is hilarious. He was talking at an It's On Us um, meeting, what do do you call it? He was at It's On Us, and he was at a school, and he was talking about how Trump disrespects women, and if he was in high school, he would beat him up, and I just think that's so funny to picture a young Biden who was hot. By the way,
0: oh man, he was, a, he was a, a stud and a half, <laughs> he
1: was so attractive. Who else looked attractive? There's a whole list of like
0: it was young like they had a list, it was like Biden, um, Tim Kaine, oh. Uh, oh, Hillary's yeah. former running mate, and then um, Bernie Sanders, and then it was like four of the so that Obama was in that four category
1: yes and they were all very attractive and young joe biden oh my god guys young biden he's bay of the day he, he
0: was definitely I, one of the more attractive ones out of all of he
1: them. was he was one of the more attractive ones um anyway so young biden beating up young trump is very funny to me and of course in a very trump-like fashion he tweeted his feelings did you see his tweet emily i actually did you didn't see i anything? was i
0: was waiting for you to educate me i was like hey, you know kyra educate me on this one i don't know what okay. i don't know what's going on i can
1: I can find the tweet in like one second. It's it's a very Trump tweet. He was just like, Biden's weak both mentally and physically, and I would fight him and win. It's just like, oh Trump. Yeah. Can't you
0: didn't even have to tell me the tweet. I like I knew that was the. Con- <laughs> I knew that would be the contents of it. I was just like, I'll listen to it to see if. Nope. All right. Cool. It's
1: all in caps also, and you're just like Trump. Shouldn't you be like governing anything? Um,
0: how Should is I- that's pretty much the thought for the past year and a half. um so i don't know why we're surprised at this point truly like i know mm. we really
1: we really shouldn't be surprised and then biden was the bigger man and he actually said that he shouldn't have said what he said and he should support the president which like i honestly found what he said entertaining but i think it is really big of the former like obama and them to not constantly criticize trump because he gives them so much to criticize but to try to like create a unified front and that also makes them the MVP.
0: yeah i was i was like that you're about to say something else because you like ended on like a high i was like what uh no no. i'm still looking
1: for the tweet i like don't know if i can find it you don't you don't need to
0: really you don't need to find it bro it's like you guys all said
1: you all know what he said it's in caps he's mad he said he could beat trump oh i found it but like i don't know if it matters he's like crazy joe biden thinks that is trying to act like a tough guy. Actually he's weak, both mentally and physically, and yet he threatens me for a second time with a physical assault. He doesn't even know me.
0: <laughs> but he went down fast and know, hard. He don't even know me. <laughs>
1: he doesn't even know me.
0: Pretty sure half but, the bar fights that you get into are like threats at first and then you fight. Like yeah. can you imagine before each bar fight? You don't even know me. Punch. You don't know like me. Like, oh, man. let me
1: educate you on who I am. Let's sit down for lunch. Like, and then let we me fight. tell
0: you who I am, and then you can then you can us- insult me. All right, <laughs> all right, whatever. I'm, oh, okay. He, but
1: yeah, he said he doesn't even know me. He would go down fast and hard, crying all the way down. Don't threaten people, Joe.
0: Uh, let me get off this conversation <laughs> speaking of uh march i mean uh whoa speaking of syracuse uh, i don't
1: want to talk about it anymore i'm mad
0: i'm sorry uh alumni joe biden and kyra and other alumni that went to syracuse um yeah you know i'm sorry to, you made it far you made it to the sweet 16 and we made it wanted, a lot
1: farther than everyone expected so yeah I'm proud you're
0: in i think you were in 11 seed. I can't remember. Yeah. You were an eleven seed, and you played. You played your rival Duke yesterday, and I don't know the score. I didn't check it. I don't know if oh, it was a well. if it was a, it was a, a, a close game.
1: It was a close game the whole time, and I'm so. Was it a buzzer
0: beater? It. Or was it just like it just ended on? I actually,
1: I was not able to watch it, which is Dang. really. I was like checking it on my Dang, phone, and I was
0: really man. mad. And
1: I think I feel like maybe because I didn't watch it is the reason they lost because I watched it each time. But um, yeah. you know,
0: I'll it, say this, Kyra, mm-hmm. you you're allowed. As, as an alumni, you're allowed to say you're a fan of, of your sports, right? Once they get to the certain point of Sweet 16 or college football playoffs, which I don't think your football team will ever make, I'm sorry to say. Mine probably – sorry, I'm not going to say it. I will not disgrace the Michigan name. But when they get to Sweet 16, Kyra, if you don't watch, I question your fandom. I okay, know what you were doing last shut night. Up. You said you were I, you said you were karaoke-ing last night. I, I was I, watching I had the game. To do it with my you, friends. Wait, you ha- Whoa, wait, 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 wait. I you, had to do it with my friends. Wait, there was wait, only, wait. There was a like specific you have time, to, like, to go to work, you had to karaoke shut last
1: night?
0: Uh, okay. Wait. <laughs> Here's the <gasps> thing. Here's the thing. I I think after a certain, if to... you you can't call yourself a fan, like, you know, people You cannot No, this first round first round. It's a bunch of no-name teams in there. You you get all the little losers out. You get all the little whoa, that's a blow. Like we didn't expect that to happen. And then when you get to Sweet Sixteen, that's when it gets like, because after that's Final Four, and that's about it, bro. Like Sweet Sixteen, you better be watching, or do you really bleed orange? Okay, Emily, this is about to
1: turn into a Trump versus Biden thing, and I'm claiming Biden since he's our alumni because you can fight me. I literally was watching it. In every way I could, during a situation that I went to with my friends... I was, like, watching it through the Tab Syracuse. Shout out to the Tab Syracuse. Wait, were they streaming
0: like, it? Because it had to have been illegally if they were doing that because CBS yeah, Sports were, has sh- the rights. Okay,
1: shut up. They were streaming, like, the final part of it. Like, but what I What do you
0: mean they were streaming second. the final part of it? What?
1: They always stream, like, the f- last five minutes of it. So I was, like, lo- I looked at that it for a second. so illegal. Oh, my God. It's on their Instagram. It's peop- it was, like, literally at the bar where everyone was watching it. So it was like they're streaming
0: that's the That's technically I'll still shoot. illegal. Because, oh uh, no, it's not, oh, my God, it's still illegal. Like, that's streaming. I had, sorry to say, I had someone stream the uh, the Floyd-McGregor fight to me through pay-per-view. That was really illegal because you technically have to pay for that. CBS Sports is not free. Or, sorry, is it CBS? Is it just on CBS? Or, I'm pretty, it might just be on CBS so that if it is, it's a broadcast network. So that's kind of, like, open to everybody. Well, no, it's not. You still have to pay for cable. You still have to pay for that. You can't just get that for free. So, um, yeah, that's still kind of illegal. Anyway.
1: Okay. Do so we want to get to the point of this game? Either way, I am. What a was the
0: point of the games. game? What's the point of the game? You lost. Shut,
1: Shut up! Oh my god, Emily. I hope you guys lose.
0: No, I, I mean, me what do so you said? You said, "Let's get to the point of the game. Be purposeful with your words. What do you mean? I'm kidding. Getting...
1: Oh, <laughs> you're so annoying. You're so annoying. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. You can fight me. <laughs> the point of the game, because Emily is such a freaking Michigan fan, and only has the only has blinders for her team. That's not true. That,
0: That's not true. I just I, I nearly stopped myself from rivals. saying that Michigan football will never win a like a national championship. Uh, okay. you know, like, I stopped I myself like, from oh. saying that.
1: I was like, Duke is our rival. You're like, I didn't even know you guys had rivals.
0: Because I was giving you mess. You can't take a joke. Okay, I'm I was like, like this, I was this like, can no, because no, Cairo tried to like, explain I, I, it to your
1: me. Jokes she, are lame sometimes, no, and I'm like, oh, I'm literally on the text. You'll try to be sarcastic, and I'm just like, there's like, is she being like? And I'm, I'm good with sarcasm. I can pick it up, but the way that you say things, I'm just like, is this? I can't even tell if she's being sarcastic or not. Is she joking?
0: No, because, because it's funny when people try to like over-explain things to me that I already know. Like Cairo was like. Yeah, it's against Duke. They are rivals. So it's a big game and I'm like, "Wow, I didn't know that." <laughs> like, okay. I didn't know that you knew
1: that. Anyway, what like I was I saying read, the what? point. Like for a, one, um,
0: um besides the fact that like that's just a known thing, like that's one of the ACC rivals, like big, bigger rivals in the ACC, like if you're a sports fan, you know that. And two, you've gone to Syracuse and you've mentioned to me how much you hate Duke. <laughs> So many times, so he like acted like I was supposed to be new to this information, and I was like, "Okay, sometimes don't overexplain things just there so are you can some people overexplain in our things." Re-
1: There's some people in our friend group. Well, you should know I'm with sports, that, like, it's Simone, just like you don't have to do I have to, be that. to like say over and over again because they well, do not Well, hey,
0: wait, wait. You know that's that is our special friend Simone. Okay, that's <laughs> not me. <laughs> so because of that, I'm just used to being like,
1: oh yeah, let me just. That's one person
0: that. out of the seven people in the group.
1: Okay, I know Simone's just triggered me in that situation. Yeah, that I've no, I feel you. I feel so you. you.
0: Anyway, I relate. But
1: yeah, Duke. I, I hate Duke so much. Our games that we played against Duke always stress me out because they always go to the last few freaking second, and like they're just the worst. The first game I ever went to was not the first game, but the first big game I ever went to was a Duke game, and I waited outside for four four hours and I waited inside the stadium for four hours. Just to see the game, and it got down to the last five seconds, and we won. Tyler Ennis got the uh, got the last goal. It was like a three point more. The last goal.
0: Shep, I did. You got the, the last, last goal. Oh. <laughs> I Whatever. just want to reiterate on this podcast, just so you don't think Kyra's just Kyra. Kyra knows her stuff about sports. Okay. Shut up. But okay. <laughs> sometimes, yikes! Shut up. <laughs> she goes. The team. You know, pun of the, I get the ball, gist of, it. <laughs> pun of the ball to shoot the shot uh, out in the stands for a home run. Okay, that's what she does. That's what she knows. Okay.
1: <laughs> I feel like I'm like it sounds like I'm not from America, and like it's not I'm, even like, it. No, of, you just don't no, know. Like, it's like I'm
0: kind of fluent in English. Like when it comes to oh. sports
1: talk, I'm kind of like I can speak it, but then I mix up things a lot. It's and you're broken. Like, okay, it's broken. Yeah, you're like that's not the word, but close enough. Anyway, so Syracuse lost, I'm pissed. You can talk about Michigan now. Go. Uh, Emily went to the game under the ballot's name.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> I um I applied for credentials and they I was like I'm not like usually it's usually like you can put your school TV network cuz they were like, "Oh yeah, you're affiliated with the school." I come. Like, huh? Um so then we would get those credentials, then I would be the one credentialing people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh so oh now that I'm not in school anymore, I'm like uh, crap, I'm not like I'm not affiliated with any organization. I'm like, what can I say? And then I'm like, oh, let me put, this is like the only one. And I'm thinking like, oh, there's no way. And then they credential me. And I'm like credentialed with people like, you know, ESPN, uh, the LA Times. And I'm like, Whoa. but now the difference is they were down like court side. Cause obviously they get preferential treatment. I was in the press box. Um, How dare they disrespect us? like I, You know what? I was like, I was looking there, like they have like a seating chart and I'm looking, I'm like, of course we're court side. Let me just look. I'm looking and I'm like, no, this can't be. This can't be. Do you know? What?
1: Do you know who I'm with?
0: I'm <laughs> with, the ball out with E&K. Excuse me. We will never. This will be a disgrace to the March Madness tournament because we will never apply for credentials again. And I will scold you on social media. You did not give the ball out with E K preferential treatment to the court. Are you kidding? What? People are dying for our coverage. Um, no. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was really fun. It was really cool because uh, we played, we're at the Sweet 16. Um, they're playing at the Staples Center. Um, and we played Texas A&M the first time. It was a blowout. Um, and it was kind of weird just being back around. I felt so far removed from Michigan. And then like being back around it again, it felt like I never left. But Michigan fans <sighs> took up like, the entire, well, no, no, no. Texas A&M fans, the Aggie fans were there. But it was overwhelmingly Michigan. Like it was loud, loud. Like I would, t- I haven't been to like a, like a sporting event like that's like mean something in a while, and like I went to a Hawks game and that was you know a Hawks game, but Hawks game. Um, but no, but like I haven't been to something that means something in a while, and so like every time we'd score a three pointer, I'd like jump because everyone would be like ah, and I was like whoa, oh my god, um and. No, yeah. So it was it was a fun experience. There were a lot of people from the Michigan Athletic Department that were there. So because of the credentials, I got to see a lot of them, and I didn't expect to see a lot of them. And I was like, "Oh, wow, this is weird." This I felt like I I saw y'all like last week, but it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing, you know, being removed from school. That's a weird. Anyway, so but after the game, we won, obviously. Um, so we went into the we got the ball with Ian K. Uh, shout out to my friend Brenna Turner who came with me. She works for the Lakers, and she uh. She knew how. By the way, Staples Center, how it's all laid out. They have three teams that play there. There's the Lakers. There are the L.A. Kings, which is an NHL team, and um, and then there's the 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 uh, Clippers. Three teams play there, and hockey season is during NBA season. And let's say for three days, the Lakers are home. They have everything purple and gold. Even the inside of the, like, the hallways going, like, around, like, under the thing, under the stadium, under the arena, like, going to locker rooms. There's three different locker rooms, too, for each team. And then three days later, the Clippers are home, so they have to change everything out. Like, they have to untape everything and then tape everything back blue and red, Clippers colors. And then, That's then the Kings play. Then they have to take out the basketball court, put in some ice, ring, some ice put up, you know, the boards for the ice, and then... Make everything black and gray. I think that's their colors. It is.
1: like a hard working team.
0: That's a hard team. The people who work at Stable Center, I was like, whoever is coordinating, like, you know, uh, arena uh, colors, however you want to call it, needs to be paid hella money because they've done, like, time lapses to show, like, how quick they have to go through and retape everything. It's like, whole. Anyway. Imagine
1: if you had all that and then you had, like, a. Concert
0: too. Oh yeah, and up. then you got you have concerts all the time. Like yo, <laughs> or like an bucks. event because they do events there. They do like Teen Choice Awards, big, so
1: they just have to big constantly bucks. Change
0: it around. Yeah, you need to be paid big bucks. Um, but so the ball with Ian K, we got access to the locker room after the game. <laughs> um, the we Michigan's locker room, I guess the Clippers' locker room was the best one, and we got first pick because we are the higher seed, so we were in the Clippers' locker room. Uh, pretty big. Um. Um, so we go in there, media are everywhere. Um, it's funny. So I interviewed, and you'll, you'll hear the, the audio, but I interviewed Charles Matthews, Duncan Robinson, and Jordan Poole. Jordan, so I, Charles, I've, I've met him a few times. Duncan, we had class together, a bunch, and we had like a group project together. And then Jordan, I just met, um, but he hit the buzzer beater last week against, uh, Houston. Um, so this dude is like a big deal now and he's very goofy and funny to listen to so we definitely I was I was glad to get an interview with him. Um but yeah, so it was cool. It was cool just being back and you'll hear this audio um right now. And I'll I guess here's here's Duncan's <laughs> audio. Uh yeah, you can listen to it now. All right. Duncan we had a few classes together last year. <laughs> yeah. Last year it was a little easier for you to focus on them. How are you feeling right now trying to focus in your classes? Uh. You know, to be honest with you, I'm a second semester senior right now, so school has uh, not taking a backseat, but I'm taking a lighter course load. So my uh, the one class that I do have, just one, uh, the teacher has been very, very lean in, um, with, you know, very understanding well, with my schedule recently. So she's been awesome. Shout out Kelly Donaghy for that. She's Kelly. fantastic. <laughs> Big fan of her. So I'm thankful. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so Duncan and I had a few classes together. Kelly Donahue, the gu- the woman she he shouted out. She is the OG within the sport management department. Um she's she's a hard ass, but she's ba- if you work hard, she's like the coolest person to have on your side and the best person to have on your side. So, shout out to Kelly. But um no, yeah, we had a few projects together and definitely last year, that was when we had our project. Um he was we only made it to the sweet 16 or I don't know where we made it to, but from the Big Ten tournament on, like, Duncan was MIA. Um, and so we were just kind of – and we'd come into group project meetings and be like, uh, oh, like, so I guess Duncan's not coming. Okay. <laughs> like, but it was for a reason. Like, he'd be out of town. Like, he's not, like, a slacker in, in any sense. Student
1: athlete life. Yeah, no, they actually have stuff that
0: they have to be right. doing. Right, yeah. So. Yeah, so I was like, it's okay, makes sense. Complicated mixture. Yeah. yeah. Even if they didn't, I'm like, y'all are tired, you know. Okay, because anyway. And then Jordan – um, this is his, this is his audio. 800 text messages. Oh, yeah. How many of those came from girls? Oh, uh, uh, 800. I'll probably say like, probably like 200. But those are all girls that I knew through text messages. Uh, Not on like IG and Twitter. Like, okay. nah, those so are going crazy. Because of IG and Twitter, you probably had girls sliding their DMs oh, yeah, at the same time. Definitely. How... Did or did any of those girls, and if so, what did they do to get your attention? I spectacular um, respond If you did, um, they definitely like mad pictures. So they like probably like four or five pictures, and then I'll slide. <laughs> then I say like, "Oh my God, I love you." Good game. Um, they said you should hit me up. Like a lot of people were shooting their shot, definitely. No, some girl was like, Um "I saw you shoot your shot. Someone trying to shoot mine. So Like they're kind of with some crazy punchlines, but oh, so they had also, game. yeah, they definitely had some games. But uh, okay. I thought it was really fun. Okay, gonna respond to any of those? Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna just be nice, say thank you for like winning the game and stuff like that. But whatever happens after that happens. Yeah, that was really interesting. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan is a he's definitely a character. And that was that was when I heard that he got 800 text messages after that game. My friend was actually like, you know, you should ask, how many of those came from girls? And I was like, you know what? That's so good. But I'll tell you this. When I was standing there asking this, I was so glad. Like we waited until other people had left. And there was this cute kid reporter. His name's uh, Max Bond. He works for Sports Illustrated. The dude is legit, okay? He's 14 years old, but he made me feel like I didn't know what I was saying. Um, But he has a little spunk about him. He's cute. Max Bond. Check him out if you read Sports Illustrated Jr., or kids. Yeah, so there, that kid was there, but there was a re- actual reporter there. And so she's, like, about to ask him, it's like, do you rather, you know, a buzzer beater or a blowout one like this? I'm sitting there like, yo, so uh, any girl sliding your DMs after that game? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just like, and I, this is another woman, and, like, in sports, you're always like, oh, yeah, other women, like, empower women, you know, each other. And she's probably like, god dog it like this is the very thing we don't need (laughs) like this girl asking some stupid question about how many d and then i'm like you know in
1: a very ball out with ian k fashion i'm just like like, yeah
0: this is my medium like i gotta rep the brand i'm not gonna ask you about your threes that you hit no i don't really care um but i was like i was like and then i'm like so you know the girls that did slide in your dms how they get your attention and he he now this is speaks you know you heard what he said um but the dude is funny. Um he also loves cats, as he said. And New York Times wrote an article about how much he loves cats. Um and then he looks uncannily he has an uncannily resemblance uncanny resemblance to my little brother. And I had many people point it out and I was like, yo, I gotta I gotta post this. This is weird. Uh, anyway, so yeah, those are um Michigan players. Um this is Saturday before the game, so I might be able to get some more and it might sound a little disjointed, but I will just add them in and you know, say Duncan, it's audio, blah blah blah. So I'll explain it again. But yeah, that that was about it. Um, I guess up next we have some more audio for you, but it will be an actual interview with ballet. Wow, no ballerina. Sydney, ballet. <laughs> I'm like ballet. Interview Mangru- <laughs> <Sydney> Mangru- <laughs> no. all of ballet. Um, her name is Sydney Marie Monique. She just recently got married, but she I don't know where she kind of went after high school, but um. She will hopefully explain that. But Kyra and I went to high school with her. She was a senior when we were freshmen, um, and now she's this famous ballerina. And uh, yeah, she has
1: a YouTube called a YouTube channel called The Black Swan Diaries, where she talks about being a ballerina, training, and also she talks about mental health. And it's all very interesting. You guys should check it out. Also check out her Instagram. It's all the Black Swan Diaries. And I guess we're gonna ask her questions about that and her life and all that stuff. And really cool, Misty Copeland follows her on Instagram. So we're going to ask her all about that. Because honestly, I don't really know that much about ballet or training for ballet. But I do know it's, like, very complicated and, like, intense work.
0: Oh, for sure. Did
1: yeah. you ever do dance, Emily?
0: Um, I did. I mean, I've done dance because I did cheerleading and, and gymnastics. So it's a form of, like... Modern well, gymnastics at least is a form of modern. They call it. I don't know. Anyway, so I've done a form, and then I did when I was maybe f- five to like six years old. I did ballet, and I would like do recitals and things like that. And I have pictures of my hair pulled back in a tight, tight, tight bun. Um, and then I would go to these summer camps at Spellman. I did the um, Spellman summer camps for also. tap, Right, it was like yeah. tapping. Yeah, they did for tap. Um, but I don't. I don't. I never went farther with ballet I'm trying to get back into dance now but like I never went farther than than like six years old with the ballet
1: yeah no same I like I did it I did competitive for like two years when I lived in Huntsville which was a weird segment of my life but I never and it was like beginning competitive like just like starting out but it was mm-hmm. with the team but other than that like I never really got into it it's very it's a lot of work and a lot of training oh yeah it, for sure Yeah, so I'm excited for this interview, and it's coming up right now. Hey, guys, we're here with Sydney McGruder-Washington, who also has a social media called the Black Swan Diaries, where she talks about ballet and mental health, and we were so lucky to have her. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, um, you know, we obviously went to high school together. Uh, Kyra and I weren't aware that you were involved in ballet, but it's awesome to see the following that you have now and, you know, the notoriety that you have even outside of LA. You know, you have someone like Missy Copeland following you on Instagram, right?
2: Yeah, she's a friend.
0: <laughs> that is so cool. Oh, seriously? Yeah, that's I why she follows
2: you. We're actually like friends in real life. I'm not just like some random
0: person. <laughs> what? I mean, that would make sense. She's I I've met her by the fortune of meeting her twice. One of the times we were with Kyra, our Kyra and I were together and we were in New York and um we actually she, she was doing the what play was she doing? She was um, doing on,
2: um, Romeo and Juliet. Oh, we also saw her on the town. She was in On the Town.
0: On the Town, that's what it was, yeah. And she, it was after dinner, or after the play, we went to this place, like, right across the street from the Lincoln Center, and she was there with... Oh,
2: well, if you were seeing On the Town, you weren't at, you weren't at Lincoln Center, you were downtown. If you were seeing her in Romeo and Juliet, you were
0: at Lincoln Center. Okay, yeah, then that's what it was. Wait,
2: is that two seasons ago, three seasons ago?
0: Yeah, it was, like, three. It was definitely during the summer, so three years ago. Um, and she was there with Tay Diggs. And so we just walked... Her husband's cousin. Okay, wow. It's all coming together. Okay. They're related,
2: yeah.
0: Got it. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was cool. I didn't... Okay, so when did you guys first meet?
2: Um, it was a couple... It was a couple of years ago. It was through, like, mutual introduction. Um, she's just become a good friend. She's a mentor to me. Um, we don't get to spend a lot of time together because she's super busy, but we do talk a lot.
0: Okay. And, you know, in the ballet world, you said, like, obviously, you're both pretty busy at, you know, at all times. Are you guys, whenever you guys do get to hang out, is it because you're doing things together, like practicing together? Or is it just like, oh, we're just chilling in the apartment? It's mostly
2: work. It's mostly we take class together. And we are, it's mostly during the summer, too, when they're on layoff from ABT.
0: Okay. And so as as ballerinas, um, is it, I mean, obviously, it's highly competitive. It makes sense, but are you guys able to, or is it few, are like your friends like her few and far in between?
2: Yes, definitely. We have, we have a lot, we have a lot in common and we have a lot to talk about, but rarely is it ever just about ballet. We talk about a lot, we talk about pretty much anything but ballet generally.
0: So it's kind of like a, not a dog eat dog kind of world within it, but like you're kind of like wary of everyone else that's around you because it's so competitive
2: it people tend to be i'm not cuz i i just i don't subscribe to that mentality anymore
0: mm-hmm.
2: but a lot of people are i i find it prudent not to waste my time in that manner
0: so. right and that kind of goes along with i'm sure mental health in that environment and you know being trying to be as stable as possible is difficult and so i guess i want to kind of get into you know your journey with Kind of being very open about mental health which by the way is very admirable especially you know within the black community where it's kind of looked down upon to you know have a mental illness you know and and can you talk about what you've done and how if you've seen any kind of a progression in the past few years from what you've been doing and just other people's initiatives with mental health within the black community
2: it's hard to quantify any sort of progress or change especially nowadays, it's hard to quantify it, especially with social media. You can see it kind of taking shape and taking root and people getting acclimated to the idea, but numbers are what really speak to how we're changing as a community. So until, until like, it won't be for another maybe decade that we get proper numbers around where there are decreases in diagnoses, where there increases, et cetera, like who's the statistics around who's getting help and how those numbers have changed over time. Um, that kind of information is the quantifiable facts of how things are changing, but we won't have that for some time. But I have seen a lot of people speaking out on social media, a lot of people speaking out in you know their own respective fields. So it's encouraging to see people speaking out, but I know there's still further to go. I know there's still people who will push back on the idea that mental illness should be treated as... regular illness and that it's acceptable to take medicine and go to therapy and you'd be astounded at you'd be astounded that people would push back on something that is such a a simple idea really Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's it's an effort towards public health and everyone has everyone has mental health not everyone has mental health issues but they should be they should be Given the same health care, given the same access to care as somebody with any other illness. But you'd be surprised at the people who would push back on that.
0: And so within the black community, I feel like it, it's the problem or the, the two factors that it stems from where there's like drawback to it is generational and then like, I guess, economic status. Like, generational because obviously our parents and grandparents are wary to it because, and medicine in general, because of how. You know, the Tuskegee Experiment, I think is the correct name for it, if I'm not right. If I'm correct. Uh, But yeah, you know, things like that, you know, black people were tested and, you know, treated very wrongly because or through, you know, white medicine. Um, So that's, I guess, another thing, you know, that's creating a drawback. But at the same time, um, majority of the black population in America is, you know, living in poverty or an overwhelming majority is, you know, lower middle class. And they don't have access and, you know, the ability to, you know, you know, get a physical therapist or even, you know, go to see a mental health specialist to see if, you know, if they're diagnosed with something because they have other things to worry about. So, you know, how is, that's like a very hard thing to tackle too, because that's obviously systemic and you know, there's a lot of other things to deal with, you know, about the majority of the black population. But what do you see like in the next 10 years is a way to... I guess tackle that within you know the economic status of and you know the problem within the black community for mental health.
2: It is not necessarily uh, from what I've seen. It's not always necessarily class related as mm-hmm. it is faith related. The overwhelming majority of blacks in America are Christian, and the majority of, the majority of black Christians in America are Protestant. And there's this old Calvinistic doctrine around if you suffer any sort of illness or infirmity in the in the body or in the mind that your faith isn't strong enough, that you're not praying hard enough. And mm-hmm. that idea I feel is more pervasive, like not necessarily more pervasive than the idea of being fearful of medicine because of the systemic racism involved in things like the Tuskegee experiment and things mm-hmm. like the forced sterilization of black women in the South and and in the North it was it was absolutely Rampant throughout the country in the early in the earlier parts of the century Um, But I feel like it really is religious It's based in Religion and it's based in this anchoring belief in God that we have as a community Which is fine and which is admirable but can lead to some negative side effects like erasing mental health issues like erasing the idea of mental health being a treatable mental health issues being a treatable illness just like any other illness, I think people reject that based on their ideas of Christianity and their ideas of God, which I, as a practicing and believing Catholic, can confirm as not being correct. Mm-hmm. And In your um, social media, actually, you do describe yourself as a Catholic and
1: mental health advocate, and also a ballerina. I'm wondering what is your response as someone who uses your platform to you to talk about mental health. Is it positive or do you get um, people coming back at you and saying that it's not a
2: real thing to be treated? I get, I get a lot of really ignorant people in my inbox. And mm-hmm. what, what floors me every time is that they felt the need to say something at all. And the se- secondly, that they felt the need to say something to me because they I. They know, that they know that I know what I'm doing and I know what I'm saying. So for them to think that they would change my mind is laughable at best. I get mostly positive comments, yes, definitely. But I do get a lot of really just ridiculous people in my inbox. And it doesn't bother me anymore just because I'm like, fundamentally, these people lack the intellect to battle with me on any conceivable level. But mostly they're just ignorant and won't open their eyes to the the truth and the the kindness and grace that can come from recognizing the perspective of others. So in that, one of your recent posts, you talked about mm-hmm. body dysmorphia and how
1: that affected you earlier. Was that something that you've dealt with in high school? And also does your profession of like ballet add to that stress, add to that mental
2: um, strain, or is it just kind of through life itself? It's something I've dealt with since childhood and I don't, I think ballet can exacerbate it. It did for me for a long time. And after a while, I just kind of, I had to, I had to give it up for a lot of reasons, medical, medical reasons, mostly, but also just because I wanted to enjoy dancing for dancing and not enjoy dancing because it burns calories. Mm. And it's easy for those things to get switched for one another in the process, especially as you're getting older and getting into your career more. It's very easy for those things to kind of, either be switched for one another or morph into one thing entirely.
0: When did you realize that you were getting back or you wanted to get back into dancing for the enjoyment of actually doing it? What was that spark that made you like realize that 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 was what you wanted to do?
2: I think when I had, when I stopped dancing for a while, I had, my anxiety got really bad and I didn't leave my house for nine months a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And I, when I was, I was, going through that. My depression was so bad. My anxiety was so bad that I didn't really feel anything, but I did miss dancing. And if I, if I was so numb to everything else, but still missed dance, I knew I had to go back.
0: And so you, you go ahead, Kara.
2: And one of your interviews, you were talking, or not interviews,
1: an article that you wrote, you said that in the ballet world, that mental health is, it has a leave it at the door approach when it comes to like mental health. Um, from like teachers and choreographers, do you think that that is something that you could ch- that can be
2: changed or discussed, or is that something that you have to put up with? Is oh, it absolutely can out? be changed. It you know it's it absolutely can be changed. This is purely a result of of human stubbornness. <laughs> it can be cha- it can be changed in a heartbeat if people decide that hey, I'm. Teaching these children an art form that has not only to do with their bodies but their minds, I can't ask them to leave their to literally leave whatever's going on outside this classroom at the door. That's a faulty policy. Because you can't just most people, including those of us with mental illness, can't just leave other stresses outside the door. It's in my mind, it's foolish to ask someone, especially a child or a young person, especially an adolescent, to do that. When you dealt with that, were you able to did you realize to approach that you had to tell your
1: whoever was teaching you, I'm human, I deal with this? Or did you have to, like, how did you create a discussion to figure out that you can, like, keep both your mental, like, focus on your mental health and also work on your craft?
2: I, I didn't then. I was just a kid. I had no way, I had no language around telling adults that, especially adults who were in charge, especially adults, you know, whom I revered and cared for deeply, even – even if they were not always the most, you know, emotionally safe people to be around. But I so I didn't have that realization until much later until I was an adult. Whenever I wrote that article is when I was thinking about that, so it must have been a couple of months ago. And so to look back 10 years now and think what what could what, what this is what I would have done if I had the language around what I needed and if I had the the education and the well-roundedness that I've gained, not only from, you know, further education and a bachelor's degree, but also just from growing and becoming an adult.
0: What's something you do to decompress in a, in a stressful environment like the dancing world? Is there some, go ahead. I bake a lot. (laughs) You bake a lot, you said? I
2: bake a lot. Yeah. Ah, What's your favorite dish to bake? I have these, I have these ginger cookies that I can just whip out in 15 minutes and they're heavenly. I bake everything from scratch. And those are one of the quick things that I can have from, you know, from bowl to plate in like 15 or 20 minutes.
0: You know, in, in order to be incredibly successful at anything, you kind of have to make sacrifices. I know that I'm trying to like connect things, but you have to, you have to make sacrifices. And what's something I guess in your ballet career that has had to take a backseat, whether it's sleep whether it's, you know, going out with friends, you know, what's, what's something that you had to, or, you know, spending time with family even, like, what's something that you had to sacrifice if, if everything too? Hmm.
2: Definitely spending time with family. I don't see them as often as I'd like, um, partially because they're far away and partially because I'm busy. Um, but definitely, I don't feel like it's a sacrifice, but other people would see it as that I, I I have to be by default just healthier than your average person, and I feel like your average. I, you know, I'm 25, and my friends are mostly my, like mostly my age. And I feel like your average 25 year old is just like chilling, watching Netflix, eating whatever they feel like. Doesn't does, not many people don't care if they gain weight or not. Yeah. Um, in contrast, I have to be super conscious about that. But it's made me so much healthier, and it's changed my diet, and I it's it's a lot of great things. Um, but mostly just spending like downtime with my family and not being able to like, I don't think I'm your average 20 something and that that's okay with me, but I think I can appreciate how others would see it as a sacrifice. Right. What is your like schedule for training when it comes to ballet? I usually go to class every day. I didn't today because I have a back injury that's acting up because I foolishly decided to wear heels to church yesterday. Uh, that was a mistake. And so I normally go to class every day. I go to the gym in the morning and then I go to class every day. And afterwards, I'll usually, I'll do, I'm freelancing, so I don't have a company schedule, which is actually really liberating now. But I'll if I'm working on something, I'll rehearse it by myself. Or if I have rehearsal for something else, I'll go to that. Otherwise, my schedule is super flexible and I'm grateful because it allows me to like take care of our house and be a housewife and a dog mom <laughs> almost full time, which is fun.
0: What is your ultimate, you know, long-term goal? Do you have multiple long-term goals? And uh, if so, what are they?
2: I have many. I would like to be a wife and homeschooling mom, eventually. I would like to be a respected dancer and choreographer. I would like to be maybe a Tony nominee. Um, (laughs) I would like to be a published author. Um, and I would like to be just, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever God wants for me is what I want. So whatever happens, happens. And that's out of my control and happily so.
0: So Tony nominee, you'd like to get into the whole Broadway scene?
2: I've done it before and I would love to do it again. It's hard to break in. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel confident that I can once I get other
0: ducks in a row. Right. Well, I definitely think that'd be awesome. I'm sure Woodward would reach out to you and be like, yo, come back, alumni, famous <laughs> alumni, you know. I would do so
2: happily. I would come back to Woodward before I would come back to my undergrad
0: institution. Wow.
2: Which is saying something. Yeah, no, it definitely because is. I'm so excited to leave Woodward to go to that undergrad institution. And now you're my like, feelings have flipped in the last couple of years. Initially I was like, Oh, I love my college and I hate my high school and now it's completely separate.
0: Yikes, wow. I've never heard something like that, but I understand that. Um but yeah, Kyra, do you have any other questions?
2: No, I think
1: we like wrap. I think that was a great ending. Um, is there anything you would like to promote?
2: Um, I'm really trying to think. I don't have. Um, oh, my maid of honor is a creative and a graphic designer, and she's working on something new. And her Instagram handle is at Beyond the Clouds. Um, And her name is Toby. She's incredible. She's my best friend. And she was one of my maids of honor at my wedding last year. Um, And she's a graphic designer. She's a yoga teacher in training. She's incredibly fashionable. Um, She's just she's the total package. And if I could promote anything, it would be her, obviously.
0: (laughs) So follow beyond at beyond the clouds on Instagram. Okay, we will make sure to say that also at the end, guys, make sure to follow at beyond the clouds. Okay. All right, thank you so much, Sydney, for talking with us. Um, we'll definitely, you know, obviously, you have so much more to talk about, and I'd love, we'd love to have you on maybe in the next few months uh, to kind of figure out where you are uh, with your career.
1: Yeah, totally. Right.
0: Sounds good. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. Of course. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Love talking to Sydney. That was great. Very interesting. Awesome insight. It's um,
0: awesome to see that she's like. There's so many people that like the little sneaker people that like. End up being super successful out of high school and you're like yeah maybe you weren't the king of high school then i'm thinking one particular person <laughs> a few people actually
1: people who are like walking around school like you said like they're the kings like they're on top and like like they got it they're, it's all like i don't know it's a vi- our high school is a very like typical classic high school like if you saw like a tv show high school you're like high school's not like that that's that was our school so there were people that walked around like they were the absolute shit and Honestly, the people who are, like, low-key focusing on their craft, focusing on what they were doing and working on, ended up, like, coming out and, like, making – doing bangers and becoming so big and really impressive. So I think that's always mm-hmm. – You know, like, spices? Are you black? You've been revoked. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: And on that note um, – <laughs> No, I, I try – You know, yeah, I, I teeter on when I go to Popeye's, and I, I'm like, ah, do I don't want spicy or mild chicken wings? Oh, really? <laughs> chicken tenders, because
1: – How are you, like – how are you, Creel? I'm just so confused no. I I, I will watch.
0: eat. I will. It's just I gotta. I can't. I can't go heavy on it, or else like my mouth gets hot. Um, <laughs> I just can't. So, but yeah, you know. Um. Yeah. I like I have to, so. Thank you for I, like I was not "Thanks for having us." Oh, like, thanks for having us. Yes. <laughs> thanks for having us in your ears and in your car, um, and in your heart, and in your hearts always. Please keep us there. Um. Thank you very much. Um, we shall see you again. And next time we talk to you, baseball season will have started. <laughs> oh,
1: thank up. God, because this is literally what it was centered
2: around.
1: <laughs> this has just been like a whole happier, not a half year, a whole few months of us just talking about like random things. I know. So it's thank fair. God. <laughs>
0: Now we have something to talk about, but you know baseball season is long, so there's probably gonna be a point where we won't. All right, let's end this. All right, thanks for listening. Subscribe, review, review, and subscribe, See and follow us on Instagram. She's Emmy
1: Hey with three w's. I'm Ty underscore Sports Emmy. Thanks for listening to us. Bye. Bye.